Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want, a sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. Good evening, or late afternoon, or... Mahalo if you're still in if you're in Hawaii and listening to this. Welcome to the Brew Show. With a shout out to Hagermeister here on the What's Brewing and Sports Radio Network on Box Talk Radio. Okay, start right off real quick. Um, Giant fans. Last time we did this, we feel like Rutgers fired a coach. We'll definitely make fun of them because I was able to talk to some people, Jimmy. And you may find some of the okay. quotes that I got very interesting. Uh, but we'll start with the Giants. If you listen to Pat Shermer yesterday, it's funny. I said to my wife last night, today, because I didn't even watch the postgame show because I didn't want to listen to the stupidity that you knew was coming out of his mouth. Words, balanced has to be in this because they don't stay balanced. And, and, oh, we have to play better on all three phases. Hey, no shit, Sherlock. Like, I hate coach speak. Everybody kills Belichick for it. At least he gives you something if you know what the hell you're listening to. But, 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 but. What the hell okay. is going on in the yeah, Quest well, Diagnostic Center? Well, first of Center? all, I, I, I did watch the post-game show because I wanted to see how, how he was going to handle the onslaught of questions that were going to come from the sports writers that we're going to say, okay, what in the world were you thinking in the fourth quarter? Like, what, what planet were you on in the fourth quarter? You know, like, like I, I still think the best, best tweet I, uh, I saw yesterday was while it was going on, Mike Vaccaro of the Post said, did anybody tell Pat Shermer that there's only four quarters in an NFL football game? Because he played that game like he thought he was going to overtime. I really did, or, you know. It, it, but – the, the idea, so I said, I, I, I tuned in with the sole purpose of wanting to hear what his reaction was going to be to the onslaught of questions that were going to come for what in the world were you thinking on third and 18? What were you thinking running a draw play? Well, you know, like that was, that was shades of Joe Walton right there. Like, oh my God, third and 18, let's run a draw. All right. And, um, and, yeah. and he's re-answered. All right, hold on. I have his exact was... words here, Jimmy. Ted. Oh, I have his exact words. I, I there can't be misquotes in this. The quote. I don't. Now, see, here's the Reason. thing. I don't know because they because the, like Patriots tell you who asked the question generally, or you could just tell. Um, you were set on going for it on fourth down and last second to last possession. Can you explain your play card calling and why you and because you ran the. Third and 18 draw. I planned on, this is his answer. I had planned to go for it. If it was going to be soft, you typically see against too deep. That's why we did it. Those runs, they actually ran the same type of run against us and got it. I had planned to go for it, and we just didn't execute the play as well as I would have liked, and that's what happened. 
Oh, first of all, your defense stinks. Right. They're stooges and they're sellouts. Your defense is terrible. Yep. Why did you think a team that that was in Daniel Jones' face more than his grandmother at his christening was going to sit there and go, we're going to let them run a fucking draw here? Are you kidding me? Well, he has, Holy the other Jesus. thing is you look, if they you look further on for less it, than this. Yeah. He, if you read into it further, he said he then somebody that asked him, well, if you were going for the go for it on fourth down, then why in the world did you run the draw play? And then, you know, if you were going to like if that was two down territory, why did you run a play that you're going only going to get three yards? So you're going to be fourth and 15. If you run a like, why didn't you not throw the ball twice and then try to get like eight yards on the first pass and then say get eight yards on the second pass or whatever, you know? And he said, well, yeah. you know, we had Saquon back there. Jim Brown's not going to get 18 yards on a, on a third and 18 draw play. I love Saquon Barkley, don't get me wrong. but And he said all the right things because he didn't want to throw his coach under the bus. But there's no way in the world when that play – and then, incredibly, did you see Jones? Jones thought that the play came over from the sidelines wrong. So he's, like, looking over to say, well, well, is there an audible? And the answer was no. But that's what he wanted. He wanted to have him call a third and 18 draw play. So then Jones said, okay, that's what we're going to call. And then so now it's fourth and 15. Do you know how hard it is to get a fourth and 15 in the NFL? Like impossible. On a, uh, impossible. Barring a penalty. Yards. Yeah, barring a penalty, which which we know the referees in the NFL are so lo- so loving to throw flags for defensive holdings or anything. It, 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 so then what happens? The poor I, I don't kid gets blasted again. He gets blasted again, yeah. and he fumbles, and then the crowd is booing him. What is he supposed to be doing? The poor kid was running for his life the whole damn day. That's that offensive line that, that, you know, that Gettleman and Shermer said was so vastly improved over last year because he got Mike Remmers and Kevin Zeitler. Oh, we're much improved over last year. We got Jalapeno's back, and he's healthy, and we got Mike Remmers from the Vikings. I mean, first of all, Shermer is, is convinced that the Minnesota Vikings are like the 1976 Pittsburgh Steelers. Because he gets everybody, oh, well, he's from the Vikings. Oh, this one's from the Vikings. Oh, what the hell? Mike Remmers got called for holding yesterday three times. I wanted to bring Eric Flowers back. I wanted to say, Come on, bring, bring Flowers back. He doesn't get called for holding like this guy does. And then, and then to go better. So even though you don't punt the ball, which, by the way, let's not forget Rosas, who never misses a kick. Decided he hits one that hits the the goalpost flush. So then yeah, well, the that wasn't Rosas's fault. <laughs> no, it wasn't, and I'm not blaming him. I'm just because a lot of people Dixon, have Dixon, Dixon dropped the snap. So yeah, so Dixon's but nowhere in the, the question. Hands in the rain. 
Go ahead. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. Nobody asked them about it. About Nobody even asked them about that. Ex- Nobody asked him about missing, yeah. the, missing the field goal? Well, because nope. the reason being is that everybody was in a state of shock with their play calling in the fourth yep. quarter. It made, yeah. it made Ben McAdoo look like Vince Lombardi. I mean, seriously, you had to say to yourself, what in God's name was Shermer thinking? What was he thinking? Even, like I said, even Jones, when the play call came in, for the for the draw on third and eighteen, Jones looks over to the sidelines like say almost like saying, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But okay, Wait, that's here the comes you but want, coach. Here, here's Jones my favorite. Here's there's even funnier parts in this. Uh, were you surprised the offensive line had a tough time with their group? I don't know if I'll be if I'm surprised. We'll go back and look why it happened. Uh, ben McAdoo, party of one. Yep. That's Chandler what he did. Jones, Terrell Suggs on the other side of the football. And you're going, I'm shocked that we had a problem with him. Because you don't have a, block, <laughs> a, a tight end that can block. Saquon, who usually picks up blocks greatly, that whole line was confused. Jones hasn't seen a pass rush like this. He saw it in New England last week, and he did a really good job against New England. Granted, short week. Um, oh, here's my favorite of the question, though. My favorite of them. Go ahead. Has to do with Slade and running it out of the end zone. Oh, yeah, okay. Which which I, I, I still don't understand. That, that's coaching shit up. What do you think of Darius taking the ball out? I think it was good, trying to make a play. That's what you try to do. He ain't Cordero Patterson. He ain't Cheetah. <coughs> he's not Devin Hester. Well, and plus he's also not uh, going to take the ball to the house, and, um, and you're down by six points, and you need every second you can get, and you want to get a good two plays in before the two-minute warning. So you, what you do is you genuflect and get the ball to the 25, and you can run two plays. Instead, he runs it out, yeah. and you only get one play, and you get stopped at the 12-yard line. That was ridiculous. And it's not even effective. Uh, I agree. If you're going to take it out, you better get it to the 30. If you're going to take that ball out, I don't even know why he's back there to catch it. Let the fucking thing – what guy in the NFL doesn't hit the ball to the goal line at least right. today? The only team that doesn't do it and they do it strategically is New England. Because they're not going to let you try to run it out. They're going to kick it to the two-yard line and go, ha-ha, let's go. But even teams that are smart and coaches that are smart say, let the ball bounce. Because the worst thing that can happen is it bounces into the end zone and you go pick it up. Ball's in the middle of the field. It's not like it's going to bounce at the one and shoot off to the side and go out of bounds at the one. No. This guy, Adam Shine said it today, and I don't usually agree with Adam Shine, but he said it today. This guy is in over his head. He's clueless. 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 And then for Saquon Barkley to touch the ball 21 times yesterday, I don't want to hear that you were down by 17 points. It was the first friggin' quarter against a rookie quarterback. Yeah. 
Well, how many snaps did the Giants run? Like, how many passes did Jones throw? I think it was 39. Yeah, see, yeah, because, because here's the deal. There was a good portion of the first quarter and then into the second quarter where Murray controlled the game. I mean, they, they were just and, – and they couldn't stop Edmonds to save their lives. I mean, here's a guy who played at quarter, for God's sake. And he's running ramshot against them. Like, for instance, that first touchdown, I'm still waiting for him to get sneezed on. How big was that hole? Yeah. There were, and there was no defender to be to be had anywhere. He just ran Yeah, the and line his defense like, oh. couldn't get off the field on third down. Yeah, no, at all. And not only and not only the worst part of it, they couldn't get on third down, and then they let them convert on fourth down. That's correct. Yeah, but third and five, they, 12 yards. They made Chase Edmonds look, and six, Chase 12 Edmonds yards. look like – They made Chase Edmonds look like Eric Dickerson yesterday. They really did. He was just – he was unbelievable. How he was just running right through them, through the middle, through the outside, busted to the outside again for another touchdown. He had – you know, it was ridiculous. So, a lot of what uh, was being run in the first half was because the Giants didn't have the ball. And the Giants didn't have the ball because... I don't know what time of possession was at halftime, but it had to be, I don't know, 19-6, something like that. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, it's so hard for... Like, even to, like, read... Because of how bad it was, like how their drives are so minuscule that it doesn't even have like when they started the drive. Like they're let's see, the Giants' first drive took a minute fifty-five off the clock. Right. Or now it's the last drive. What the? It's just terrible. And I, I don't get it. I didn't like the hire when it happened. I didn't you know? either. He doesn't. I, I, I'm, I'm one know, of those. It's real I easy. Don't want, I don't want somebody's hands Like, here's a guy. He had a chance yeah. to be the head coach of the Browns and failed miserably. So I don't want somebody else's has been. And especially, you're, you're, the, you're the New York Giants, which is one of the most uh, coveted jobs in the, in the country. Okay, your head coach of the New York Giants, one of the most coveted jobs in the country. They could have gotten better than Pat Shermer. They really could. Really could. No. Hey, let's look at this. Uh, uh, Daniel Jones had 35 pass attempts, and he had four runs. Those weren't four quarterback design runs. Those are four scrambles. So he dropped back 39 times. Yep. 39 times, and he got sacked eight. He got sacked eight times. Yeah, and that's not – yeah, because that means it's, what, 43 dropbacks now, 47 dropbacks. Mm-hmm. They don't count sacks in that. Because he didn't throw – And then you got guys – And then you got Ingram dropping passes. I, I can't understand. Bart Scott was saying this before. There are options in the gloves where you don't have to wear – the sticky ones that you normally wear. There are leather ones that will actually, you know, help catch the ball. All these guys going to no gloves. 
Hall. Well, especially once it started raining, you got to do something to help yourself. Because the ball's going to be wet. Throw them off, Ron. Keep your hands in the mouth. Well, you didn't have to keep your hands in the mouth because it was – it was it was it was sixty degrees out, so you didn't have to worry about keeping your hands warm, but you certainly had to keep them dry. Oh, yeah, you do. Sixty sixty degrees and raining. Yeah, I keep my hands in the muff. Okay. Um, Jones fumbling and Jones's turnovers have become a problem. Major concern. Major concern. But he had again, to. Con- it was a. Pro- Nobody's protecting his blind side, so. True. I mean, if he was, if he was, if he was fumbling the ball while running with it, I'd be, I'd say, okay, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's his own fault. But he's fumbling the ball mm-hmm. while dropping back, not getting enough time, and it's his blind side that's getting hit. That's a major concern by the offensive line. And it's Nate Solder who's become a turnstile. He is. Horrible! What a real George. He's a wonderful, nice guy. I like him to death. He's a real, real nice guy. Real, real nice guy. Yeah. He stinks. He stinks. He is. He for him to to have secured the highest paid um, tackle salary in the in the in the league is absurd. Because the man can't block anything. Can't block anything. Hey, here's hey, a here's a he's a human he's a human tree because he's six foot eight and three hundred thirty five yeah. pounds he's bigger than me I actually have to look up to Nate Solder he's bigger than me he can't block he cannot block and and the bad it news almost is, begs it, the question it almost begs is the he a product of is he is he a product of New England yeah oh yeah oh yeah. Is Dante Scarnecchia a Hall of Famer? Without question. Without question. <laughs> because, because I'll tell you what, every single one of these uh, half-assed offensive linemen that go someplace else and stink up the building, they should thank their lucky stars that they got a chance to work with Dante Scarnecchia. Solder, who's now it set is. for life, he's set for life, he, you know, and, and he should, like, give some of his paycheck to Dante Scarnett. Because it is legitimately embarrassing to see him. Yeah, I agree. I but, agree. And, and it, like, I started thinking about it because my wife looked at me yesterday, he's a huge Giant fan, she goes, hey, was he this bad in New England? And I'm like, no. You know when he was? When Scar retired. Those two years where Scar wasn't there, he wasn't that great. But having the quarterback that gets rid of the ball and less time it can take, you know, to snap your fingers. That helps too. Made him that helps too. <laughs> I mean, this kid is – they don't – this has been a giant problem for years. And it, well, and it also it, helps too is that Brady, Brady doesn't take the, the, the – Brady doesn't take many uh, steps from center. No. He, you know, he, a lot of what he does is shotgun. So that helps yeah. offensive linemen block a little bit more. That gives them about 
you know, first of all, it gives them an advantage that they know where the play is going to be. And then second of all, um, it gives you a chance to block a little bit more at the line, at the point of, point of attack, because your quarterback is, is seven yards behind you. Yeah, and, and can feel the rush. Right. But the I other thing that very quickly. the other thing that like has plagued the Giants is they don't have anybody who can get separation. There are uh, so okay. many they, they, their wide receivers can't get open. I don't care how good Saquon Barkley is, and he's great. He's one of the best running backs in football. Do I think he should have played yesterday? No, because I'm afraid of that ankle. I really am. I agree. Yeah. He has one. Yeah. He has one false step like he did yesterday. It's lights out for the season. Yep. He could have held them another two weeks. Yep. Gallman was fine. Look, that team that was up in New England twelve days ago now, eleven days ago, whatever it is now, eleven days ago. What's better than the like, team that played yesterday? Like, where the fuck? It's got to be a giant Patriot thing. Like, they have to win that game at all costs. It's like when the Steinbrenner had the thing with, we have to beat the Mets, we have to beat the Red Sox, we have to beat the Rays. I don't care who we lose to. It's, we got to beat those three teams. And then you look at this team, it's like, we have to beat the Patriots. Then you look at the team that played yesterday and the team that played Minnesota, and you're going, fuck. How does this guy still have a job? Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. The only reason why I think he, he they're not going to fire him is because they'll they'll have to admit that they made yet another mistake after getting rid of Coughlin, who they should have never gotten rid of in the first place. Right? So now they're going to have you to know, say, okay, oh, gee, guess what? We made another mistake. And they're going to have to change the regime all over again. Okay, and start from scratch, and okay, what do we do? Let's bring in a new GM and let the GM uh, hire the coach. And that Basically. hurts. Really, it hurts, that hurts Jones. In the end, that really hurts Daniel Jones. Who could Well, the only thing Well, the only thing that would help Jones' development is if they make David Sutcliffe the, uh, the head coach of the Giants. And he's not leaving that, Duke. He's that, not stupid. His, de- his development would help really good if David Sutcliffe is the uh, if he's the uh, the head coach of the Giants. But or uh, get him a playmaker. <laughs> I like Golden Tate. I like Golden Tate. I wish that Golden Tate was on the New England Patriots. It fits his because he's a great better. slot receiver. Yeah. He's not a wide receiver. He's not a uh, wide receiver at all. He's a slot the Giants, receiver. a good slot receiver. The Giants for the, for God, I, I I hate to go here. Manningham had a you know a couple good years. Nick's had a couple good. Years. They haven't had a good wide receiver since Amani Toomer. No, Plack. Until Saquon, they had. Oh, I forgot Plax. about Plax. He was there. With, I forgot about Plax. How could I forget about Plax? <laughs> he wasn't even there that long. No, he wasn't. Cause he okay, got so since Plax. Okay. Don't be this. Okay, so since uh, Plax. No, you're right. They, Plax, have not, they, have Plax not a good, they haven't had a good wide receiver since Plax. They have not. 
because they drafted Hicks, and he really never turned out to be as good as what they thought he was going to be. They won a Super Bowl with him, but he would never turned out to be as good as what they, they thought he was going to be. Um, no. Who else? Manningham got hurt, and he was then done. Um, oh, no, wait a minute. Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz. But he was he was a slot guy. He played wide too. He played yeah, but he was a wide. he was a slot that worked off. But see, when he was there, at least Nixon Manningham were on the outside. Okay. All right. So that made him a lot better. Because you had two guys who could top take the top off the defense. Okay. What made Wes Welker so good with the Patriots? Randy Moss taking the top off the defense. Oh, without Gronk taking the top off the defense. Right. <laughs> what made Edelman so good? Gronk taking the top off the defense. Um, but you look at this team, Jimmy, and and, and I hate to say it, it's going to be real. This is like. Al Jets beginning. You almost feel like I would have brought Rex. Yeah, but Al Groves Jets. Al Groves Jets was seven and nine. That's Al Groves Jets was seven and nine. They won seven games. So you know, hey, they won seven games. This team's not going to win seven what games. They, that's true. What they got? They're lucky if they get four. And here's the sad part. The last time we – but, Jimmy, here's the sad part. The last time we did this, we looked at this stretch of games going, they can win this one, they can win this one, they can win this one. Right. Now it's turning to the Rutgers. I don't know when they're going to – Jim Moore called and says, oh, playoffs. We're lucky if we win another game. <laughs> and I don't even know if the Dolphins game is a slam dunk anymore. Um, Not the way they played the second half yesterday. No. No. But think about it. The Giants scored um, 14 points yesterday on the, on the, with their offense. And seven of that was in prevent coverage. And the other, the other yeah. was a defensive touchdown on a, punch, on a block punt. Yep. So what did they do? What did and, they do? I, but again, and when you score on special I, teams. I blame, I blame Gettleman because – he had once they traded Beckham, he had to go out and get himself a wide receiver. So what did he do? He spent yeah. forty million dollars to get Golden Tate, who is a slot receiver. And what is Sterling Shepard? Oh yeah, a slot receiver. A slot so unless receiver. you're going to run the run and shoot, what in God's name do you need two slot receivers for? You know, now, even when they have Beckham, a, a Beckham to me is a Beckham to me is a slot receiver. Who doesn't like to go who over is? the middle? Beckham, Beckham to me is a, is a slot receiver. receiver who doesn't like to. No, he's a, he's he a doesn't like to go over the middle. He lines up as a wide receiver. He does go. He always goes across. Yeah, but that, just because he just because he lines up up there doesn't make him one. Chris Hogan wasn't a, a Chris Hogan was a slot guy. He lined up out wide. So that's saying. That's just semant- that's just semantics and labeling. No, 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 no. Didn't no. want to go over the middle. No, it's not. 
Well, yeah, I guess it's semantic <laughs> labeling because Sterling Shepard is playing wide receiver this year. And now he's hurt. And exactly. now he's had two concussions in three weeks, and he probably will never play again. Really? He, he won't play this year. He won't play this year. No way. There's not a doctor in the world that's going to clear him to play back and play again this year. None. Not after getting, not after getting two concussions in three weeks. No way is he getting cleared to play again this year. Hey, None. And you know what? And you see what the Jets gave up for Demarius Thomas. The Giants couldn't give up a five to get him. They couldn't have made that phone call. I know. I know. That would have been. That would have been a great. I, I, I don't know. The Giants. Great pickup. And I don't know if I don't know how bad Gettleman is. He did put together a team that did go to the Super Bowl in Carolina. But Shermer is lost. I don't think Mara and Titch have any clue on what's going on right now. Oh, I, I think it starts with, with them, and not enough people take and not enough people take it to take them the task. Well, let okay. Here it goes. I'm going to give you the inside of uh, the ownership of the Giants, okay? Bob Tim yeah. wants no part of the football operations of the New York Giants. He wants nothing. All he wants to do is sit at his desk and count the money. He wants to be like in uh, the history of the world part two. He wants to be Count de Monet. That's what he wants to be. You know, count the money. That's all he wants. He doesn't want to be oh, – and it's not Bob Tish. He, unfortunately, he's passed away. It's Steve Tish. He does not want to yeah. be uh, involved with the football operations of the New York Giants. He wants to be part of the brand of the New York Giants. The guy who wants to be part of the football operations of the Giants is John Mara. And he, as John Mara, has basically stepped aside and allowed Gettleman to make the football decisions – with the exception, in my mind, of trading Odell Beckham. Because I, I will go to my grave as to say, as soon as he got wind of that interview that he did with Barstool Sports and said that there were two teams that he wanted to get traded to were, were either the Cleveland Browns or the 49ers, and he said that after he got $95 million from the Giants, and that's when Tar- um, John Mara walked into Gettleman's office and said, get him the hell out of here now. I don't care what you get in return. Just get him out of here. Because I don't want to be the one to have to pay that money. I don't want to be the one. I want somebody else to pay that money. That's exactly what that was. Because do you think in, your, in the wildest dreams, did the Giants get fair trade value for Odell Beckham? No. They got no, but nobody ever gets fair overall. trade value for a malcontent. Um, no, I would say the Jacksonville Jaguars got fair trade value from the Rams for Jalen Ramsey. They got two number ones. They got two number ones. They got the number one, the Rams' number one pick for the next two years, and a four. So the Rams um, really need you... to find a way to get a one back because they don't have a one next year either. Or they haven't had. When was the last time they had a one? Who? Goff? When was the last Rams uh, first round pick? Goff? Uh, yeah, it was, was Goff. Yeah. And they traded they traded everything in their mother to the uh, to the Titans to get Goff. 
And then they traded a one to the Patriots for Brandon Cooks. Great trade. That was a great trade. Great trade. Yeah. Great, great trade. Yeah. For Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is a stud wide receiver. He's a stud. He, he's the real deal. So that was a, that was a great trade because again, no, that was. I mean, if we're getting if we're getting off the beaten path here a little bit because we're going to talk about the Rams trade, the Rams trade for Jalen Ramsey. The Rams gave up their number one for the next two years. Well, if the Rams are going to be good, that number one is going to be a twenty-four and a twenty-six. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, they're really not that big of a it's not that big of a trade. So if you get up a twenty-four and a twenty-six overall. It's really not that big of a deal. So, but anyway, they in 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 thought process alone, they the, the Jaguars got fair trade value for uh, Ramsey after the start of the season. Okay, the Ram, the Giants yeah. traded Beckham in the off season. Okay, when you could make a better trade, and I think that was just that was that trade was made to get him out. That John Mara did not want to pay for that contract after he said those words. It was basically to get him out of there because there was definitely not uh, fair trade value at all. Nothing. Not 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 one bit. So now they traded, and and mind you too, when he played well against the Redskins, everybody's saying, "Well, Jabril Peppers, you said he couldn't play strong safety in the NFL, hey." You're, you know, you're the one who said that, and I said, "Oh yeah, I did." And now he still what? can't play. He don't look like he can play. He, play he don't look like he can play strong safety in the NFL. What? No, they yeah. said exactly what? that. He, he still can't play strong safety in the NFL. But he was a dynamic kick returner at Michigan, and he's not returning kicks. Right. Yeah, he wasn't. Dynamic, there, but there's times to, when. <laughs> I've seen Devin McCourty back there returning kicks. I've seen Julian Edelman back there returning kicks. I've seen Wes Welker out there returning kicks. Don't use that, oh, you know, I'm get hurt. Jason Seahorn was 20 years ago, and that was on a crappy field. It's bonehead. Why not put your best players? Good teams are good special teams. I hear Pat McAfee talk about this all the time. Guys with good special teams, everybody plays them. It's it happened in college. It happens in the NFL. And if your best returner, it's like they didn't see this kid play at Michigan. Um, the kid I, at Michigan could return I kicks. I agree, but but I agree. But if I if you saw the kid play at Michigan, you would have seen that he was an undersized safety. And what he should have been is either one thing or another. He should have been both up to, to two thirty five, two forty, and played outside linebacker or um, you turn him into a corner because he can't play. He can't. He can't. He can't. He can't play cover safety. He can't. Yeah. He can't. He, he's, 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 I, 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 you know, and I like Jabril Peppers, and he's a great kid as well. But he can't play. He can't play cover uh, backs out of the backfield, and he can't cover tight ends because he's too small. He's too. You no. Know, he's, no. So. Um, um, my, my point is so anyway. So the the Giants, the Peter Long, you know, they didn't get fair trade value for Beckham, and that left them in a hole at wide receiver. So then, what did Gettleman do? Go go out and signed instead of going out and signing a wide receiver. What did he do? He signed Golden Tate. 
who was a slot. So now you got Sterling Shepard's a slot and Golden Tate is a slot, and now you got two slots that you're paying ten million dollars a year for. Well, what good does that do? I don't know. You know, and the thing is, they're in trouble. Like. The Cooper trade, everybody killed Jerry Jones for giving up the one, but it seemingly has worked. Um, the fact that they couldn't turn that number 17 into a wide receiver, that was proven. It's like the, the what was it, the uh, fucking, the Eagles year? The Eagles Super Bowl year? Yeah. The Patriots traded a one for Cooks. And everybody's like, oh, I can't believe he's giving up a one. He's got a proven commodity. You know, the whole two in a, one in the hand is better than two in the bush thing. Yep. The Rams traded for Brandon Cooks. They gave the Patriots a one. Why? Because you got a proven commodity. Luckily yep. for the Patriots, it helped them draft Sonny Michelle um, in the first round. Uh, who God only knows where the hell he's been this year. Um Banged up. But you really do – I don't know what he is. <laughs> Sorry. He's not in the hole. You he's think he's hurt? He's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. Hey, George. I got news for you. Yeah. Watch that game tonight. You're not going to recognize the Patriots. They are so banged up, it's not even funny. Like, don't be surprised. That game tonight, don't be surprised if the Jets come away with a win. Don't be surprised. I swear they got, you know, because the Jets are healthy and the Patriots are not. Are not. Well, think of every single, you know, you look at the Patriots injury injury chart this week. They're all banged up, every single one. Yeah. Josh Gordon's not playing. They got got two wide receivers. They got – Jacoby Myers, yeah, I, I, if I, if I need to, if I fall in a hole and I need to call a lawyer, I'm going to call Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Um, hold on, Jim. I only know who Jacoby Myers call. are because I watched the honeymooners at 11:30 at night. It's on, it's a commercial on Channel 11. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, hold on, we got a phone call here. 302. Okay. Hey, hello. You gotta love when people call and don't pay attention. Don't be. Uh, five six three nine 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 three zero three four is the number to call if you want to. Um, moving on from the Giants because. We could literally spend two hours on this. The last time we did this, it was right after Rutgers fires um, Chris Ash. Right. There was a very prominent player that has kind of, you could say whatever you want about it, kind of dicked him at the last minute. Um, who redshirted? And he said, why am I going to kill myself for them? When the AD quit on us. Whoa. You mean Blackfield said that? Or Sotowski said that? Um, um, <laughs> Player who? 
redshirted on him at the last minute. That's all I'm saying. Well, which kid? Which kid? Those are the two kids that redshirted at the last minute. Sikowski or Oh, no, Sikowski's still, dress- still dressing every week. Okay. Well, he's not, gonna, he's not playing because he's going to redshirt. Okay. Yeah. And so he's, he's their emergency third quarterback. Right. So yeah. you're talking about Blackie? One that's not just. Yes, okay. I'm saying, talking about Blackie. I didn't want to say his name. Why do you, you want damn to media him? guys. Because I, I wanted to protect the anonymity of the source. <laughs> okay. They're not thrilled he with Hobbs. He told you? He told I you? Heard it through the grapevine, Jimmy. Okay. Through somebody who is a Rutgers varsity athlete that I know. Okay. So that whole thing there, it's a culture thing now. And it's not a good culture. And the AD's not losing his job because the politicians in New Jersey love him until they can find him a new job. Um, uh, you can't blame the AD for what's going on right now. Oh, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that you were blaming the AD. I'm saying that he won't be there as soon as the politicians in the state find him a new job. Um, what new job might that be? God only knows. Okay, well. I think he's there for the duration of the five-year contract that he signed. I think he's there for the duration. The duration. Well, how much longer is the duration? It's got to be almost up. No, no, no. He just signed it. He's only been there two years. He just signed it. Really? I feel like he's been there longer. No, 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 no. Two years. Oh, they just gave him an extension, too. They did. Because yeah. he signed, he went there in 2015. They just gave him an extension. And what the hell is this? Did you look that up? He went there in 2015. Yeah, I just googled it. Are you now, Hobbs is contract. Yep, Hobbs's contract extension is guaranteed through 2021, 2022. And could lead could extend to twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. Wow. Well, that's five years from now. So guess what? He's gonna be there for the duration. Okay. So anyway, yeah. Hobbs Hobbs' entire career will be based upon who he brings in to be the new head football coach. And who we and we said way back when who I who I thought yeah. was going to be the new head football coach, and I still believe that that's who it's going to be. Although I'm rooting for Nuns, I really am rooting for Nuns. But you know, and the only way I think that Nuns can can have that program get turned around is twofold. Number one is if he if he lures his brother back from Michigan. And he gives Vito a job as well, and they and all three of them are working for the same staff. That's number one. And then number two mm-hmm. is that if he reaches out to all the coaches in the state of New Jersey, and all he needs to do is ask them, because he's got a good relationship with them, all he needs to do is ask them to do what Rich Hansen does, is make 
one of the, the, the kids' recruiting visits mandatory to go to Rutgers. Then it's up to them to sell their program in their school. But, but if you, as a head football coach in the state of New Jersey, if you make it mandatory that your kids have to take one of their recruiting visits to go to Rutgers, then at least you got the kid in the door, and then it's up to you to whether or not to sell your program. But if you do not have that kind of relationship with the coaches that are in the state of New Jersey, and these kids are going to just keep walking out the door and go some, going someplace else, then you know what? You're missing the point. And that's exactly what happened with Ash. Like the, the day yeah. that Ash was, the day that Ash was hired. The day that Ash was hired, yeah. he, he stayed there for the press conference, and what did he do? He got back on a plane and went to Columbus. And I said, no, no, you leave. If you're going to be the head coach of Rutgers University, you leave your job as the offensive coordinator, whatever the hell you were, running back coach slash quarterback coach slash uh, flunky for Urban Meyer. You leave that posi- position right then and there and you are now the head football coach in Rutgers. But they screwed up there royally by letting him get back on the plane and go to Columbus. And I went, whoa, that is so wrong. That is so wrong. You know, and and then here's the other thing that... I give Terry Shea credit. Terry Shea left the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when he took the head coaching job at Mm -hmm. Rutgers, and the day he took the job at Rutgers... Where was he? He went after his press conference. He was at Bergen Catholic. He went to Bergen Catholic to introduce himself to Fred Stengel right then and there. And I gave him all the credit in the world. You know, and, and, but here's the, the thing, the Jimmy. Like, I, the great thing about the YouTube is you can just, like, you know, go down wormholes and whatever. And I stumbled onto this thing last week. And it was um, this web series where this guy goes to all these different like universities and gets a tour of their training, uh, their football facilities and whatever. Right. That's, that's and you the see, Big Ten like, Network. No, this wasn't the Big Ten Network. It was somebody else because it wasn't. It was outside of them because they were at like Oregon, Alabama, Duke. Oh, and all really? This. Oh, okay. So it's a big. The Big Ten Network did that where they they had somebody go to all the different training camps, and I said, this is Pravda. It's Pravda. What do you think? You're going to get, you know, dirt on these programs? You know, they're going to welcome you with open arms because they know that you're the gravy train. You're the gravy train, which, by the way. and this was – Do you know, by the way, since we talked, talked, George, real quick. Do you know how much okay. Rutgers is going to get this year from the Big Ten Network? Is it like $20 Because this isn't a it's full 40, share year It's yet. $45 million. Yeah, so when does Rutgers get the full share? Another year. They, that's, no, that's what they get. That's what Rutgers is getting. That's the full share? $45 million from the Big Ten Network TV money. $45 million. Hello. Wow. You think they're leaving the Big Ten anytime soon? No way. No, no. I never thought they were going to. Okay. I never thought it would. Well, a lot of people, because you know a lot what? of people, 
the football fans uh, that are involved with Rutgers think that they are going to leave the Big Ten once, no. once Seattle comes back and they'll go back to being a Big East team or whatever and they're going to win 10 yeah, games again. That's where are they the going? Thing. To the, the AAC? Nobody wants yeah. them now. Yeah. The only conference that could possibly want them is the American. That's right. That's really and, that's a, and that's a stretch. <laughs> and that's a stretch because the American lost UConn. And even UConn's right. football team is looking for a place to play. Right. Well, when they join the Big East. Because UConn's going back to, Big East, to the Big East to play basketball. So um, they, yeah. uh, uh, what was it called? They look at the, the football as being a slap in the face, and they're going to have to go independent. They're going to have to. They're going to have to go play independent because there's and no the football other... conference that they're playing. Because the AAC won't take them. No, not, not after they left. But here's the thing, though. Like, this whole thing, it, it had nothing to do with, like, it wasn't on the field. It was basically the equipment room, Jim. When you see what Oregon has in their locker room, thanks to Uncle Phil, when you see what Alabama has in their locker rooms, when you see what Army has in their locker rooms, I don't know how the fuck workers compete. Yeah, no, they can't. Yeah. Of all the they schools can't. I looked at, like Miami was the smallest one, and that's the only private school. And even yeah. that trumps everything Rutgers has. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a disgrace. One that they knew this was coming, and then said, "Oh, we'll wait until we get in the Big Ten to start doing." That's exactly what they did. They screwed up royally with that. They waited until they got they into kept- the Big Ten before they started to make wholesale improvements to the program. You are so correct there. They waited too long. They they didn't didn't recruit Big Ten athletes. They didn't have Big Ten facilities. And now you just sit there and look and go, God, I wonder how this whole thing ends for them. Yeah, well, of course they still because they they're, are still they're treating their student athletes like they, like they're trying to get into the Ivy League because you need uh, to be a student athlete at Rutgers you need over a thousand SAT over a thousand SAT and a three point oh GPA. Hello. Yeah. You think all those other schools have that? Yes. There's only no. one other school in the Big Ten that has that. That has that uh, standard. Only one. The Northwestern. Northwestern. Northwestern's the only one. All the rest of them all dance around it. They put kids on academic and probation. Everybody. Yeah, so and you really think about it. when you become everybody else's no. When you become everybody else's homecoming game, yeah, that's when you should start to go. So, yeah. Because they're not going to put. They're not playing. Want to know the Penn State's not playing Ohio. They may lose to Liberty this this week. Yeah, well, (laughs) they're underdogs. They are right now a four-point underdog to Liberty, and guess what? They're giving Liberty one point two five million to come and play the game. 
So they're given Liberty $1.25 million to come play the game, and they're a four-point underdog. That's unbelievable. Remember when they won the sk- Remember when they wanted to schedule tougher competition in their non-conference? That was stupid. Why don't you keep playing Howard every year? Well, they're not playing Howard. They played Towson State this year. No, they didn't even play Towson State. Or Delaware State. State. Who did they them. play? One of, those, one of those black schools they played UMass. to start the season. They didn't even How? play an F- No. They, they played UMass. They didn't even play an FCS school. They played UMass. Oh, that's right. They played UMass and gave UMass a, a 1.5 guarantee. Yep. But that well, wasn't everybody. Though. Everybody does. Yeah. 1.5? Everybody gives 1.5 million it's, it's, as a guarantee now? I, I think know. so, yeah. Yeah. Penn State gave, I think, Idaho almost two not to go out there. But that was also signed back when – Idaho was an FBS school. Okay. Now, the only guarantee that I saw that was ridiculous this year was Florida Southern got $5 million, $5 million to go play Clemson, and they almost beat them. $5 million. Yeah. And they almost beat Clemson. Almost beat them. Um, I don't know where Rutgers is going. We're gonna have, we had the same conversation five weeks ago. I don't know where Rutgers is going with the head coaching position. Um, I thought by now, if they were going to hire Shiano, they would have ironed out their difficulties. I know for a fact that Shiano is asking for five, and Rutgers can't give him five a year because of Vivian Stringer's contract. Now, here's the deal. If they convince Vivian Stringer to retire, which she may, okay, then that contract goes out the window and the women's basketball coach doesn't have to be the highest paid coach on the campus, and then they can give Shiano his $5 million. But wow. right now, if they, if they wanted to give Shiano $5 million, they'd have to give... Viv 5.5 and they're not going to give her 5.5 because they really no. would love to All see right, Jimmy, so, so Liberty is getting a million from Rutgers I think it's 125 1,250,000 according 1, to the USA Today no, according okay. to USA Today and this was from August 27th Rutgers gave what the hell is it? Now I gotta fucking find it. Um they played the thirtieth, so it should be easy. Rutgers yeah, Rutgers gave, gave one point five to, to, to UMass and one two five to Liberty. No one point three it says here. To what? To Liberty? No, to UMass and one point one yeah, million I'm, to I'm I'm going I'm not I hate to Second guess to USA Today, but I know for a fact it was one five to UMass, one point two five for uh, to Liberty. I know for a fact. Trust me. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying. I'm but just I'm saying not, you what it but says you here. You can't second guess USA Today because after all, they're owned by Gannett, and Gannett rules the world. Gannett rules the world. So. 
Like Ken State got one point nine Everybody knows Gannett ruled the world. What? George? Um, Alabama gave uh, Southern Mississippi 1.8. Okay. Uh, Louisville and Western Kentucky split the revenue. That's kind of weird. Um, That's weird. But yeah, no. It's, oh, it's a neutral side game. UMass is getting 1.2 from Northwestern. Matt, UMass is getting 250000 from Army. Oh, that's kind of – that's well. Uh, that's, that's very low. Especially because it's, it's coming uh-huh. from the federal government. Maybe Trump got in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, the Army doesn't pay you a lot to play them. They're only giving Hawaii no, like 400000 Not at all. Because they don't have – you know, they, that's because it's federal government money. It's not it's – not, Taxpayer money, it's federal government money. Well, I guess technically it's, it's Tax- taxpayer money too, and when you want to be technical, but you know, when you want to, why, when you want to get to that, you, you think about it, that in the fact that playing Army is kind of bucket list, especially if you're going up to Mikey Stadium. Like, I great place. It's a hard convince for some team. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great, great place um, to watch. That's a great, I love that place for college football. It's a great place to play. It really is. Great place, great place for a hockey game. Great place for a, a hockey game. It's great there because you're like right on top of the ice. Um, yeah. Tough on your, tough on your back for a basketball game though. Yeah, um, but, and and especially if if you got a seat in the upper bowl. You got to climb those stairs oh. to get all the way up there, and then you're looking down. That's really that's it's almost that's worse than the old Yankee Stadium. I tell you, the old Yankee Stadium. I miss that place so much. That new place is a joke. Speaking of jokes, the Yankees starting a relief pitcher in Game Six oh, of the oh, ALCS. Don't let me get started about that game six. Don't, please, please do. don't let me get started. I could go. I could, <laughs> we could talk about that all night long. Oh God. Almighty. Oh please, please. That was game six of the American League Championship Series, and both teams started a relief pitcher. I mean, I I can't comprehend that thought process. Like, and mind you. That with all the pitching changes and the trips to the mound and and the shift change, you know, the, the playing to, towards the shift and and all the crap that was going on in that game, I I tweeted that somewhere in the great beyond, Casey Stengel, Billy Martin, Yogi Berra, and yes, even George Steinbrenner are laughing with their scotch, looking down at this crap because it's not baseball. That was not baseball, but that was. I mean, come on. I I watched that the other night, and I sent a tweet out after the game ended. And I said, old man Steinbrenner. And the game ended ended yesterday. The game ended yesterday. But I said, old man Steinbrenner is rolling over in his grave right now. That the New York Yankees cannot spend the money to get the pieces that they need to win the World Series. I'm so sick of hearing how... Oh, it's it's not your fucking birthright to win the goddamn World Series. This is why I hate Yankee fans. This is why I stopped being a Yankee fan, because the fans suck 
ass. They yep. all hate the fucking Patriots because they are what you used to be. They do it at all costs. Winning is the only objective. And in the Bronx right now, it's how can we save some money? We have to get under the luxury tax threshold. Fuck you. You own a goddamn fucking TV network. Maybe you should have built that palace to fucking corporate greed and stayed in the old place that you didn't owe money on so that your outfielders weren't playing in goddamn divots caused by a fucking soccer team that nobody wants. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the rant is up. Um, but, but, but here's the deal, okay? The guy, who, the guy who put that team together, okay, in my mind, is a mm-hmm. genius. Absolute genius, okay? Yeah. Oh, no. And everybody, everybody now is second-guessing. No oh, everybody's second-guessing. Oh, they should have got another pitcher at the trade deadline. You tell me what they were going to get. Who was out there that they were going to get, uh, except for Marcus Stroman? They weren't they now say, well, They didn't want. They didn't want. Yeah. Because well, you know, cause, been a little bit better. I don't know. Toronto was because Toronto was trading him in the division. Come on. They traded half you, the if, if, last year. And they traded half the Yankees last uh, year. Yeah, that's true. They would have traded him. Yeah, but, at, yeah, at but he was point, a rental, though. At that point, with the season over he for was Toronto, a rental. they would have traded him anywhere. Go ahead. What do you say now? No, but I'm saying half was a rental. So you kind of – A rental because like, they resigned. Right, they, we trade him there. But they resigned him. Yeah. But I'm saying at least Strowman has another year on that contract. Right. So that may be why they were a little bit more hesitant to make that move, in my opinion, and I and I don't know. But I, 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 I think see that they got a better the deal. They got a better deal. They got the they well, got the and the fa- pitching prospect in that deal, and the kid is throwing 101 miles an hour at age at age 18. So they got a better deal from the Mets than they would have gotten from the Yankees. Yeah. But the Yankees, the talk of Strowman going to the Yankees ended when they kept asking for Andujar. Which I don't know the why the Yankees end. weren't going right. to. I don't understand well, that. If I'm the Yankees, I would give him up. I would have given okay. him up. He's not okay. helping you this year. You needed somebody to no. help. <laughs> You know, the old man gave up but a lot see, George, of young But other than Strowman, there wasn't anybody out there. There wasn't anybody no. out there. If there was, they would have got one guy. Yeah, nobody knew Granky was available. Yeah, nobody knew Granky was available. They didn't. Granky became available. Right. What's that? Yeah, so, and they just faced Granky the same day. Like, nobody knew he was gone. Hell, he pitched against them. Then it was like after the game, right? Oh, yeah, but you've been traded. Huh? You mean I've got to – Granky, Granky, Granky would have turned down a trade to New York. He he would have, he's a, he was a 5-10. and 10. He would have turned down a trade to New York for the same purpose of why he got all wigged out by pitching in Yankee Stadium and the fans were taunting him by, by saying, 
where's your, where's your, uh, what I, what the hell they were chanting? They were chanting something about where's your psych, you need a psycho or you you need a psych doctor. You know, they were chanting something about him being, having mental, mental problems. Yeah, which Yankee fans, you used to be better than that. Yeah. They used to, like, yeah, they used to be a lot better this? than that. Yeah, how about this? When in the world did all of a sudden the Yankee fans start doing the soccer chant? You know? Uh, oh, because what's the, 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 uh, the soccer song that everybody does in soccer games? What? Olay, olay, olay. No, uh, yeah, the yeah. the Seven Nation Army thing that they. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh! Uh, uh. Yeah, it's that's Seven Nation Army. The Orioles started that. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 because it okay. worked with the O's. But th- this is the problem. Yankee fans now are just copycats of everybody. You had something okay. cool. It was roll call. That you've destroyed that whole thing because that's a fucking clown joke anyway anymore. What's that? Roll call. Roll call is stupid now. Oh, the roll call. Roll call has gotten joke. so that's very good. That's still very good. That's good. It, it, it used to be better. It's, it's once Vinny, once Vinny stopped going every game and doing it, it went out the window, and it was like it should have retired with Vinny. Nah, that's your allegiance to Vinny. That's because he was your he was no, your boy. Not. Trust no. me, he was was keyword was my boy. I know. I know. I haven't talked to that clown in five years. Yeah, <laughs> but he was okay. Yeah, he was. Then the fact that my wife just hates it. So I got to listen to her complain every time they do it. Um, yeah. um, but but get, getting back to game six. Okay. Um, you ready for this? I don't know if you, if you, you were aware of it. Okay. It was 946 okay. PM. I looked at the clock, 946, 946. And they were in the top of the third. 946. And it wasn't yeah. like either, either one of those quote openers were walking the ballpark. 9.46 in the top of the third. And Major League Baseball you know worries what? about whether or not why little kids are not playing baseball. That's the reason. Because what seven or eight-year-old is able to stay up past the top of the third inning? You know what? I did notice it. You know why I noticed it? Because I said to my wife, because we had two TVs on at the time. One had the Penn State game on. Because I was watching that. Because the whiteout that is That game the was over by the time they hit the fifth inning. Yeah. And that I said to her, I said, you know, like, this is going to be great. And I literally said to her, Jimmy, I said, you know, this is going to be great. We could put the Yankee game on, the, on our normal TV. We could stop, you know, streaming it on Fox Sports 1. Because they have the, if you, I, if you, the 4K feed of the game game was so great because you didn't get the commercials. You got to see, like, what was going on in the ballpark during the game, which is really cool to me. Okay. But I said, well, this is great. We can watch the end of the, you know, the Yankees on that. And she's like, you think so? And I'm like, honey, it's the third inning. 
Penn State's like in the fourth quarter. And they started at almost the same exact goddamn time. Because Penn State always. started at 7.45. And the game was over, and the Yankee game was in the bottom of the fifth inning. The Penn State game was over, and the, and the, and the baseball game was in the bottom of the fifth. And I said, I said to myself, this game is not going to be over until 12.30. Well, you know what? They picked up the pace a little bit when they started to go to legitimate yep. relief pitchers, but they picked up the pace a little bit, and that's why the game ended at 12.30. If they continued at that pace, they would have been playing until Tuesday. That you know, guy, and, and here's oh, even the worst Because if that game went into extra innings, who knows how long they would have been playing. Hmm. Well, that was that just was like awful. Friday night. And Friday night was, was helped out by Aaron Hicks' home run that hit the friggin' foul pole. Because if that ball doesn't hit the foul pole, God only knows how long you're playing that fucking game for. Yeah. And Major League Baseball would have been up Shit's Creek without a paddle for playing that game at yeah. 7.30 or at 7 o'clock or whatever they started that 7 game. 7 o'clock, yeah. I don't understand well, why especially, especially if, there was, if there was a game five of the NLCS, that luckily the national swept. Because if there was a game five mm-hmm. of the NLCS and they had to play another game in St. Louis, they would have had to start that game at like 1030 Central Time. <laughs> yeah. How about that? I don't understand. I, I really can't fathom why the Yankees didn't start half. If you were going to go to him uh, so I early anyway. I agree with you. And he picked like, well. J.A. Happ yesterday on Saturday night. I said this. We did a show Friday night. I said, you know, I'd probably give the ball to Happ here. If you're going to go this route anyway, at least give it to a starter who's stretched out. And if he gives you four quality innings, now you're set up with Green, you're set up with Britton, you're set up with Adovino, you're set up with the, with the, the wife uh, shooting at his wife guy. Chapman. Couldn't have happened to oh, a better the, human by being. By the way, I'm when he gave you. up the homer to Altuve, and I'm a Yankee, if I'm a Yankee fan and I saw his reaction after he gave up the home run to Altuve and he's smiling, mm-hmm. I'd be, I would have jumped on the field and beat the shit out of him right there. How could you be smiling I, I like at that? How people, <laughs> I, I liked how, like, Bob Papa was sitting there on Twitter saying, you know, Mariano laughed when he gave up the hit to Luis Gonzalez in 2001. I'm like, I think he had a little bit more built-up credibility than this fucking clown does. Are we really well, also this too. guy? Mary, the reason why Mariano was smiling and laughing about that is because he made a perfect pitch on him, and, and Gonzalez barely got the ball out of the infield, and it dropped in for a game-winning hit. And that's why I think what Mariano was saying, what else can I do? Where, in the case of Chapman, the ball didn't even get out of the infield. Slider. He hung a slider. Yeah, Mark, Wall- Mark Waller's called and said that was a terrible pitch to throw. <laughs> Seriously, like I, I sat there and I go, did that little, did he just 
because obviously you're not like focused on the Fox box to see what the pitch was. You're focused on the ball going out of the park. And because Barstool had the thing where they were live streaming the game and the guys who worked there's reactions because they're all Yankee fans. The some of them. And the, we were watching for their reaction and it was priceless. Um, but I was sitting there and going, did he? No, my kid didn't hit the fastball out, did he? And when I was going, no. I don't know. And then they showed it again, and it showed 87. I'm going, he hung the fucking slider to the best hitter on the team. Yep, to the, to the only guy, the only guy in the whole lineup that was hitting. <laughs> Did you see what they hit as a team in the series? It was terrible. Yeah, what the Astros, Astros like four games in that series, and they hit collectively one seventy nine. Yeah, yeah. And what the Yankees did? Yankees did about two ten in that series. About yeah. so about you know, hit them. It's just that you, you know, and then uh, you, you hit, sit there and you start hearing, well, they're they're better base runners. I didn't think they were the better base running team. I just think they took advantage of the situations because you were fundamentally bad. This is why Moneyball has never worked. I have one fundamental problem with that movie, and I have a, a huge problem with Moneyball. You have a it problem with that movie? Into... Yeah, Wait I have one now, fundamental now, now problem with that movie. Now you're going to get me really pissed off. You have a problem with the movie Moneyball? There. There's one fundamental part of that movie that they don't discuss enough, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. Okay, now you're going to say that they didn't talk about having Zito, Hudson, and Mulder. Okay, that's number one. Yep. And, they didn't, and they didn't mention Miguel Tejada at all. And he was the MVP yep. of the league. Yep, Okay, exactly. Is that what you're going to talk about? Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. okay. I agree like with you The fact that you okay. forgot that you had, that you had Corey Lytle, you had Mulder, Hudson, and Zito, who all won Cy Youngs. Like, you touched on the pitchers so, like, Mulder in passing. It was – Mulder never won a Cy Young there? I thought he did. No. Zito and, Zito and Hudson both won a Cy Young, but um, Mulder did not. Okay, go ahead. Okay, but you had Cy Young uh, caliber pitchers. Cy Young quality. They, I mean, they won yeah. in that year, in 2000, they won, um, Zito won 22, uh, Mulder won 19, Hudson won 16. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And they had, they had Billy Koch as a closer who had 44 saves. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were, that, I mean, Wait, they, they did... ignored all of that. They ignored it all. I, I, that part, I agree no, with you. See, okay? But the part that really you know blew me away is that they got an actor to somehow recreate uh, uh, Chad Bradford's pitching motion, and I couldn't believe that. Then, but get even better, <laughs> they got a guy to, to imitate Eddie Guardado's pitching motion. I was like, yeah. holy Christ, how did he pull that off? And, um... Brad Brad Pitt, who I cannot stand, cannot stand Brad Pitt. Yeah. 
was that was the, his, the performance of a lifetime. And he should have got the Oscar mm-hmm. for that. He was that good. He was that good in that movie. And the other part of that movie that I like tremendously is William, uh, yeah. is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Art Howe and portraying Art Howe as being a moron. And guess what? He was a moron. Nice man. <laughs> moron. Moron. No. You, ready for this? The only guy who won was Zito. Hudson didn't win a Cy Young? Not there. How about with the Braves? He might have won it there. I'm looking. Yeah, I think he's the Cy Young. Yeah, Zito was the only one that won it there. Yeah, Zito won it with the A's. As a matter of fact, Zito won it with the A's that year. Yep. Yeah, he was because he was 22 and six. I just, I just looked at it just recently. Because what are you talking about? Moneyball was a great movie. I mean, sorry, George. It was no, it, absolutely I, I, great. No, no. And the reason why, like I said, the only. No, I said the only part of it that I had a problem with. Oh, was the fact was that, that they ignored those three? Yes. Yeah. No, Hudson never won one. Wow, I really thought he did. And and how many wins did Hudson sworn. have in, in his career? About one eighty. I'd have to look that up. Oh, okay. I thought you were at Baseball Reference. I thought you know so. I am. <laughs> no, I was on Wikipedia. Oh. Baseball, Re- Baseball uh, Reference is is without question the best website God ever created. It's better yeah. than Google. Uh, um, baseball reference. I could, right, I, could just, I could just keep clicking that all day long. So you, how many wins he had in his career? Yeah, Tim Hutt. 222. What do you have? 222. 222. 222. Right. He's borderline. He's not he going to get into the Hall of Fame, but he's borderline. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Tim Hudson. Tim Hudson's a better pitcher than Andy Pettit ever was. Now, Andy Pettit was a, a great big-game pitcher. Great, big, great, great big-game yeah. pitcher. Okay? But in terms of his overall career, no way. No way. Mm. And all the Yankee fans are all saying that Andy Pettit belongs in the Hall of Fame. He ain't getting in. Not with a 3-9 ERA, career ERA. No. He just happened to be very lucky. That I think if you take the – well, again, I, I think, like you said, if you take the totality of his career and you throw in the, the postseason, I think that's why Andy would go in. Yeah, but I don't, I'd I have no problem with Andy not making it. Yeah. I, I don't think Andy's not going to make it. I think Andy's not going to make it because I think the, the stain of the steroid scandal is going to stick with him. Uh, no, I mean, you know what? I don't even, I don't even think people – Put him in that category. I don't think anybody even realizes that he was part of that group. Mainly because I don't think he testified in front of Congress and then lied, you know, like the rest of them. Yeah. Um, you know, like Rafael Palmeiro, mm-hmm. that's why he's not getting in all the fame. Because his numbers are incredible. But he stood there and pointed at, the, at Congress defiantly saying, I didn't use steroids. And then, boom, sure enough, there he was. 
You know, my problem and, with, and with was, Palmer and was... And all of them on the Texas Rangers were all used. All of them. All of them. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, if my I ever problem with Palmero was he won that. Go ahead, because I have a problem with Palmero. But it, it's like that's because I'm a Tino guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Palmero <laughs> got 500 homers and 3,000 hits. That, you know that used to be the, you know the the end all and say all for people getting into the Hall of Fame, but. They pointed steroids at yeah. him, and then they, they then they proved it. And then guess what? Boom! He looked like a complete fool. And um, and quite honestly, they um, they all all of those Texas Rangers back then all you. And um, oh yeah, I just I remember the first time I walked into the Texas Rangers locker room, and I saw Juan Gonzalez without a shirt on. And I went mm-hmm. out loud. I went out loud. Holy shit. Because I couldn't believe that that man had that box. It was like, oh, my God. It was unbelievable. So we had. Well, there was a reason why it was unbelievable. On show. It was unbelievable. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What? Well, I had Chad Curtis on the show 10 years ago. And I, I said to him, I was like, you played in Texas right around the time where they were talking about all the steroids. And he goes, oh, everybody in the league knew where to come and get them. Huh. Okay. You know, I Who said that to you? <laughs> Did I hear you? Chad Curtis. Oh, okay. He said on this very show, um, yeah, everybody in the league knew where to come in and get him in that clubhouse. Did you ever do him? Nah, I wouldn't touch that shit. <laughs> oh, okay. He says, but everybody else knew where to get him. <laughs> oh. And Bud Seelig will still tell you that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. How the fuck did he make the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't know. I don't if there's know. anybody who was more complacent in the steroid era than Buck, than him, find him for me. Because he yeah, was well, the most complacent of all of them. He was thinking about the money. Because think about it. Think about it. It was two years after the strike, and the strike should have killed baseball. The strike should have killed baseball. And what was the best thing that ever happened yeah. to baseball? Was McGuire against Sosa. Best thing that ever happened to yeah. baseball. And, and Bud Selig, thinking about the money and thinking about what it was going to mean for baseball, saw those two and embraced it to no end and said they're great guys and look at them and this is great for baseball and blah 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 and little did he know that they were both cheap they were both cheap little little did he know everybody knew everybody just had their your head in the sand George McGuire did that in George you did not know in 1996 that Mark McGuire was doing steroids. Yes, no. he did. When he was sitting there in the dugout, when he was sitting in his locker with the Andro, I was like, hmm, that was 1999 steroids. when he got caught with the Andro. That was 98. That was 99. Yeah. Yeah. 99. Yeah, but but yeah, 96, you, you knew 96 it. When, they went, when, he, when he hit the 65 homers or whatever it was, there's, there is no way in the world that you knew no, no, I guess he hit 70, right? Yeah, he hit 70. There's he no way 70. in the world. Yeah, there's no way in the world that anyone knew 
that he was doing steroids. I'm even going to say the St. Louis Cardinals didn't even know. Now, there were rumors that he was doing it with Canseco back when they were the Bash Brothers. There were rumors, but there was no mm-hmm. proof to it. They only, the only way you found proof of McGuire is when that reporter saw the big jar of Evandro in his locker. Yeah. I remember, and then all of a sudden, I, that, I put one and one together. With Andro was the stuff that he mm-hmm. that uh, my football coach at Marquette was no it was the, the strength and conditioning coach was mixing it with water. Actually, he was mixing it with Tang. He was mixing it with Tang, and said, "Here, drink this." I said, "What is it for?" He goes, "It's going to make you bigger and stronger." And I looked at him. I said, "Like I need to get bigger and stronger." I was <laughs> six eight and three and a quarter. I needed to get bigger and stronger. No, yeah, I didn't right. eat it. So that's why I didn't drink it. I didn't, but he was, he was, you know, he was mixing it with the with the tang back in 1982, or whatever that was, 81, 81, 81. Wow. So I, I don't think anybody knew. I don't think, it, and that's the only reason why I knew what Androstendion was. The only thing, I, the only reason why I knew is because I asked what the hell it was that he was mixing with the Tang back in back when I was in college. It's the only reason why I knew what it was. And then all of a sudden I said, oh. <laughs> but we didn't know in 96, but for sure, nobody knew. There were rumors. There were rumors. Oh, nobody like knew for sure. About but rumors about Piazza. There was Piazza. always questions, They were not really. I don't, see, I don't think there was anything that said that McGuire was using steroids. I don't think anything that came out that said it. Nothing definitive well, about McGuire using the steroids. But 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 you're right. Well, then you I have... don't think Bud Selig belongs in the Hall of Fame. But I, check me if I'm wrong. I don't think Tony LaRusso belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't think uh, Bobby Cox belongs in the Hall of Fame. Tory. The only reason why I think Tory belongs in the Hall of Fame. Is because he was a great baseball player before he became a manager. Oh, anyway, yeah, definitely. Like Tory. <laughs> Tory should have been in for his baseball career more yeah. than he should have, you know. I think he's in because of both. You know, like just like Dennis Eckersley gets in the Hall of Fame because of both. Because he was a starter and yeah. a closer. Okay. Um, Smoltz got in, but I think it was more because he was dominant in both. Um, I mean, Smoltz was a great starter, and then he was a great closer. Um, but uh, I think that Torrey gets in for a combination of the two careers. But I don't think if he was just a player, he don't get in. He don't get in. So think there are there are players don't think- that were better than him in his era. Okay, then they're not yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Frank Howard is one. Richie Allen is another. There's, those are two right there that were better players than Joe Torrey, and they're not in the Hall of Fame. How Richie Allen's not in the Hall of Fame is beyond me. I have no idea. You want to look at his numbers, that'll blow you away. The two people that are not in the Hall of Fame that I don't understand why they're not, and if you look at their numbers, you'll say, holy God, were Richie Allen and Albert Bell. 
Now, the reason why well, we know he's on the Hall of Fame is because he was a dick. But that shouldn't be the reason why they keep somebody out of the Hall of Fame. They, they, they tried to do that well, with Jim Rice for the longest time, and then it got ridiculous. Like, sports writers tried to keep Jim Rice out of the Hall of Fame because he was a dick. But, but sorry, Jim Rice is a Hall of Famer. They finally got that right. But, you know. Yeah, you're right. How the hell did Richie Allen not make the Hall of Fame? Exactly. Look at those numbers. Look and then you take out. Well, don't you could don't almost say he had four. The the last four years of Richie Allen's career, he was drunk out of his mind. So you really, you know, like he started to slump a little bit when he got traded to Oakland, I think, and then he and then he fell off the map. He then, then he just totally fell off the map, but. Or was it the White Sox? Mm-hmm. It was one of those two. Um, that's um, when he started to started to slump considerably. But when he was with yeah the White the Cardinals and the he Phillies and hurt the Cardinals, too. yeah he got hurt. He got hurt. But he was a drunk. He was, he was a real Phillies. Phillies. <laughs> he had so sixty four. Really, he was a rookie of the year. Yep. I'm not going to count 63 because he only played 10 games. Yeah, no. 64, 64. he led the league in runs and triples. Man, he led the league in strikeouts with 138. Guys today, that's like a month for them. A month. A for month. Aaron Judge, that's a month. I agree with you. How about that? I agree with you there. That's a month. Pete, I love Pete Alonzo. That's a month for Pete Alonzo. You know, do you think at some point teams are going to say, yeah, I get it. You know, guys are going to go, well, you know, you're not paying us to hit singles. But do you ever think baseball goes back to fundamentals? No. 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 This was, this, this ALCS was proof. The Houston Astros, all they had was, were, Two starting pitchers, one of whom wasn't dominant. The other one only pitched once. Okay? So they had two starting pitchers, okay? And um, Mm. um, what you call it? And they had a a lineup that was good on paper, but the only one who hit in the whole ALCS was Altuve. The the rest of them is ridiculous. Alvarez was a joke. That's a joke what he did. What did he go? One yeah, he was for terrible. 27? He was one like one for 27. George Springer gets, gets lost <laughs> in the shuffle because he hit two huge homers. He had four hits. And he was a leadoff hitter. You know, I, I remember the, 90, the 2000 Yankee team. They sucked through September. Got hot when it mattered. Absolutely, and they were all banged they, up. They were all banged up. They were, and they sucked. And they September they were seven and seventeen. They won seven games yeah. in the month of September and hobbled their way into the playoffs. And then they and they got to the World Series, and we all know who they beat. And I don't want to mention that, but you know, and I still believe, I firmly believe two things. One, Todd Zeal's yeah. wall was a homer was a homer. 
And second of all, mm-hmm. if uh, if Armando Benitez doesn't walk Paul O'Neill in that at bat, the Mets win at least the first two games of the World Series, and then that would have been a totally different World Series. And he, but instead yeah. he, he walked them, they tied it, and then they won the game in twelve innings. But but still, but you know, I, I never got to that because Todd Zeal's ball was a home run that should have been a two-run homer, and they threw out Tino Perez at the plate, and everybody saw the way that ball hit the concrete wall behind left the left field wall and realized that the way that came back off the wall, it had to hit concrete. It couldn't have hit the padding. Because if, if it hit the padding, it would have went boom, boom, and then it would, and it would have fallen right there. Instead, it hit the concrete, yeah. and it came off the concrete, came all the way right back to uh, Melky Cabrera, who then fired it to Jeter, and Jeter fired it home. So, no, it wasn't anyway, Melky. Melky was still in diapers. No, in 2000. No, it wasn't Melky. That was um, 2000, Melky. wasn't Melky? No, it wasn't Melky Cabrera. No? Oh, no, that's right. Melky, Melky was, was still in diapers. 2019. You're right. You're right. Melky was on a 2019. Yeah. That might have been Tim Raines then. Might have been. No, or, Tim Raines did or is start. it David's Justice? In left field? Yeah. Might have been. Might have been. That might be interesting to see who was in left field. Um, it wasn't, and O'Neill couldn't play the field either. He couldn't walk. Uh, left field. O'Neill was strictly yeah, it was David Justice. Yeah. Okay. No, no, O'Neill started game one, and he couldn't run. I thought he was. No, that was '96. He couldn't run. No, '96. He couldn't run, and still no, wound up making the greatest play in Yankee history. 2000, mm. he couldn't run against Armando Benitez, and he couldn't he couldn't swing, he couldn't run, and Armando Benitez he had a great at bat against Armando Benitez, kept fouling off pitches, and then Armando Benitez walked him, and I went, oh, you got to be kidding me! And then they pitch ran for him, and then he came around and scored and tied yeah, the pick- game, and then, and then the Yankees won a 12th inning. Let's see. Oh, I don't know I got, started. I maybe, Shane right maybe Shane Spencer started in right field for that World Series. Did that thing? Nope. O'Neal. Scott Brocious. Wait, who? Scott Brocious no, played, O'Neal third played the whole game. He wasn't taking. Yeah, O'Neal played he the whole game. Did you nope. look that up? I'm looking at it right now. Okay. What, what game are you talking about? One or two? I'm talking about game one. Of the World Series. Game one. Nope. O'Neal played the whole game. Nope. O'Neal played the whole game in game one. He played the whole game in game two. It wasn't Benitez. It was Turk Wendell that took the loss. No, but it was Benitez. O'Neal played the whole game. Benitez blew the save. Blew the save in the ninth inning with a 3-2 to lead. And the Yankees won 4-3 to in 12. Uh, Jose, uh, no, yeah. Luis, Luis Vizcaino or Jose Vizcaino, one of those. Vizcaino got the blue pit over mm-hmm. left field to, and, and won the game. And I thought that was an absolute kick huh? in the teeth because he used to play for the Mets. 
Jose is this case. That's where no. I was right the first time. No, O'Neal had three hits in game two, three hits in game three. Wow. Okay. Two hits in game four. I'm starting to realize that O'Neal should have been the guy, damn MVP of that series. Jeter was. Yeah, he went 0 for 3. Yeah, Jeter was. Because he had the, the yeah, first he had pitch the home run. run off of Bobby, he hit the home run off of Bobby Jones that won game 3. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, he had two. No, game, game 4. The Mets won game 3. No, the Mets won game 3. Oh, that's right. The Mets won game 3. Okay. So. And yeah, that, that ended the Yankee Masato, streak of. Masato Yoshi, I think, won that game. <laughs> I think Masato Yoshi is the one There's a blast in game, from the in game three. Yeah. There's a so. blast from the past. No question. Uh, what are you doing? No, Neil played every inning of every game. All right. I'm wrong. But then again, I've been proven wrong a lot lately. I've been wrong. I'm not trying to prove you wrong. No, you, well, you're you're sitting in front of a computer, so you can look to prove me wrong. I, I like it. It's no problem. Wait, what happened to the Masada call? Yoshi, what, what did he do? I don't know. The guy who was calling, you the guy who was calling in, he just fall, he hung up. Oh God, that's terrible. Yeah, he must have. He tried to answer it. <laughs> I'm sure that was that Rutgers fan that called in the last time we did this. Yeah. And now, now that we're not talking about Rutgers, he doesn't want to talk to us. Yeah, no, we're not talking about Rutgers. We're talking about the Yankees. So anyway, game. Uh, yeah, the, there were, the, you're talking about the Yankee fans. The Yankee fans feels like they are privileged that they have to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand that. I really don't. I really don't understand the privilege that they think that they have to win. When, quite honestly, it's getting harder and harder to win. And I give... Uh, Brian Cashman, all the credit in the world for at least getting that team to the ALCS with the Gio Urshelis and, and the Cameron Mabins and the Mike Tockmans and Mike Fords and my mother and <laughs> Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh my. He, he found them all over the place. And God bless him for being able to do that. You know, and the other thing that the other thing that would shoot you crazy is this isn't the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, where to be a national spokesman for a company, to be well-known, that you have to play in New York. It's proven yeah. now that you don't have to be here. That's so that right. makes it even harder. And then when you have teams like Houston that are finally spending money, you know, Texas, who finally spends money, you know, Tampa never spends money, but seemingly they have a good ball club every year um, because they got, they the got it right. They do their – yeah. Yeah, but they got the best manager um, in Speaking – Without quill. Speaking, speaking of managers, he is. So it doesn't – that whole system down there works because they know what they have. They know what they can do and what they can't do. They need a new stadium down there. They need to be yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Their whole, pro- their whole problem is, is they that every team that wants a stadium down there. Roof. 
Yeah. Yeah. They need a new stadium. Their whole problem is every, and that's not going to happen. I'm telling you where that team is going to go, and you know it, and I know it. Montreal. That's correct. That's where they're going. That's going. And the only reason the owners of the Nationals are going to have to relinquish the name of the Expos, but they'll go back to Montreal and be the Expos. Just like the Cleveland Browns are the Cleveland Browns. You know, the the sad part with that whole thing in Tampa is, if they had put that team closer to Orlando, they'd be super successful. No. What do you mean, drawing yeah, fans? I think so. I say no, no. Yeah. Because uh, there's too many minor league teams down there, and the senior citizens are tight with their money, and they'd rather go to Dunedin That's and why go I... watch the Tigers play and and spend $2 for a ticket than go to see the, the, the Rays play and have to spend $47 a ticket. But that's why I'm saying if you put them near Orlando, it would work because of Disney World. Again, there are too minor, too many minor league teams in Florida. That 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 yeah, the not in true Orlando, baseball not. fan, the true baseball fan is not going to care about Major League Baseball in Florida because they're going if they want to go watch baseball, they can go to you know 37 minor league teams. Yeah, but not near, not near Orlando. If you put them near Orlando, people that are going to Disney World, I got nothing to do tonight. Let's go to a baseball game. No, no, you no. see it all the time. I, I saw it when I worked down there. It helps the it helps the hockey teams. The hockey Tampa gets help because they're not in St. Pete. They're in Tampa. They're on the mainland. And then you have people who say, "Oh, I want to go to Disney anyway. Let's go and take a trip to Disney." And, oh, the Bruins are here, or the Rangers are here. I mean, look at the Islanders' lightning down there is a damn Ranger game. It's a Ranger right. home game because of how well, many plus, people are down there. Plus, it, it's only they're only there twice a year, right? But yeah. if you – any team in baseball, if you sit there and go, hey, we could go to Tampa, we could go see the Rays play in Orlando, go to Disney, go there – it kind of works. And I know that from living there. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I know that just, uh, distinctively from living there because we always said, hey, we'd go, we'd go, but Tampa's a, that ballpark in Tampa is another half an hour from Tampa. Over a freaking bridge. So it's like, eh, I don't really want to go out for now, if it was in mainland Tampa where it's an hour away, one thing. Um, the fact that nah, out the middle of the I've gone out there twice. It's a three-hour drive round trip. Nobody the hell wants to go out there. <coughs> you put wow. that team in downtown Orlando, it's 20 minutes from Disney. you got Universal there. Uni- and the other thing is Orlando is a metropolis. So you have a lot more businesses there that would buy season tickets. So when are you buying a Knights Hague, uh, Hague jersey? 
What am I buying the what? A, a Golden Knights jersey because they have a player with your last name on it. You're kidding me. Yeah. I didn't know I that. I believe it's That's spelled true. the same, too. I think wow. I, I've watched enough of the games. I think there's a hey. I, think I know so. there was a Pittsburgh Pirate, Matt Haig, but I didn't know there was a Golden Knight. That was, Wow, I like that jersey. I have to go look that up. Maybe they sent them down. I could have swore there was a Haig on their roster. All right, I'm looking it up myself right now. I could have swore they had a Hague. And I could have swore it's about the same way. And I was going to text you. And I was like, fuck, I forgot to do it when I was thinking about it. I think it was uh-huh. Nicholas Hague. Uh-huh. I'm looking up their roster right now. And there is no Hague on the roster. Yeah, no, I think they oh, well. sent them down to the minors. Oh, well. Well, yes, if he comes I back, I would, buy, I would buy that jersey. Let's see, Nick Haig hockey. Nicholas Haig. Yeah. There he is. Spelled the same just, way? I think he was in. Yep. Wow. Last thing I want to talk to you about. Did you hear about yes, the St. Louis High School? Did you hear about the St. Louis High School that put a kid on the team with with uh, a different identity, and he turned out to be 26 years old? No. Yeah. Well, they fired the fired today. They fired the coach. They fired all the assistant coaches, and they suspended the football season all because this kid was playing with an assumed identity of another kid in the school, and he was 26 years old, and the only reason why he got caught is somebody recognized the tattoos on his arm and said, yeah, my uncle's got those same tattoos, and it was his uncle that was 26 years old. 26 years old. Uh, You know what? No, I didn't see that. But I I do have one more that I want to ask, and then we'll wrap up. All right. Okay. Did you see the story about the is it flag football or mini mite football in Philly where the coach is getting fined and suspended because his team won 36 or 37 nothing and not 30 nothing because that's the cutoff for the mer- Oh wow. No, I didn't like, see that. And, well, and, and, the, and the worst part was it? If that's the league rule, shouldn't no, the referees have stopped it? I, I agree. Um, yeah, okay. But shouldn't, like, the player, like, if the coach sits there and puts in his third-string players or second-string players or the kids that don't get to play much, how do you sit there and tell one of those kids, hey, don't score? Like, I, I absolutely hate this. Yeah, well, 37 is nothing is not that bad, Okay. I, when it gets in football, no. it gets really bad for me when you get into the seventies and eighties. 
If yeah. you get into the 70s and the 80s, that's when I say to myself, okay, you know what? Pull the plug. Like when Irvington yeah. beat uh, Irvington beat Belleville, 84 nothing. Yeah, and that's the high school game. 84 nothing. And the AD yeah. at Irvington put it on Twitter. It goes this, wow, look at this. And he put the scoreboard on Twitter, 84 nothing, And they're praising it and rah-rah, and 84 nothing. Well, 37 nothing really isn't that bad. Right? I don't care yeah. if it's peewee football, no, I, flag football, whatever it is. That score is not that bad. 37 is only seven touchdowns. That's not bad. You know, and, and the other thing is with that whole thing is that, like, what do you tell them? Like, the kid who never gets a chance to play now has a chance to score because this is like where the whole – Boat of contention became. There was wasn't much time left, and the kids running down to score a touchdown. And the coach is like, "You got to go down. You got to go down. You got to go down." Uh, hello. Yeah. Okay. I I don't understand it. (laughs) All right, Jimmy. I just sent it to you. He wears number fourteen. He's a defenseman. Um, He must be hurt. He's on their website. I found them. Wow. Wow. I'm trying to send it to you. Yeah, yep, no, you what go. you I sent me. Oh, there it is. Nicholas, Nicholas Haig. That's N News. Oh, I like that. Yep. He's already played seven games this year. He's got me. He must be hurt. He's only 20 years yeah, old. Yeah. There it is. There it is. He said. He's had two. He's had two assists this year. And Fourteen penalty minutes. He fits in well with that team. <laughs> yeah. There he is. Well, we didn't even get to. We didn't, think about it. We didn't even hey. talk one minute of it. We didn't even talk about hey. one minute of the Devils. Isn't that amazing? All right, go ahead. Get, give me a minute. Fucking, I know you were upset about her. her no, I'm not giving. I'm still. I'm still in it. I'm. I th- upon further review, it's not because, but it's still it's too damn early to make that make that move. I, in my opinion, I I just think it's too okay. early. He hasn't proven himself enough to be worth the second highest contract on the team. That's not um, somebody that you didn't even sign because that. that's Subban. Who's he yeah. third behind? Uh, no, who's he behind? And... No, he's ahead. Of- He's ahead of Subban? What's Ginger Snaps getting? Subban, who? Ginger Snaps at six. What's, and what's Subban getting? Ten. Okay. So Subban's the highest but, paid. And, and here's your second? Yeah. Wow. More than Zajac? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, remember, Zajac's contract was signed 10 years ago. Um. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Feels like. And thank God there's I only think, one more year after this one on now. Yeah, yeah, because he's, yeah, next he's year. just about finished. He's just about finished. He's just about, although he's still yeah, two bands cap it. Yeah, well, Zajac is good for that. 
Zajac does a great job killing penalties. What is what is Andy Green getting? Andy Green is five. Wow. Which, by, by the way, I, so know right you're happy to, I, I know you're happy to hear me say this, but you ready for this? Ginger Snaps is done. Yes. He's done. <laughs> Sucks he's never, he's, ne- he's never going to be the number one goalie on that team ever again. Because Blackwood's very good. Yeah. He's a little tall. But, you know, Bailey's a little tall, too, and he gets away with it. But, but Blackwood's very good. Very good. I'm, how much taller than, than Marty is is he? Because Marty was 6'2". Blackwood? Oh, Marty. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? I stood next to Marty. Marty's about 6. And he's taller than that. Blackwood's about 6'2". But other than that, so that's why everybody. But I'm okay with they, it. But 6'2 is a goalie. He's not a big deal to me. And, you know, you well, want to have somebody RFA next year not... too, so they're going to have to pay him. Who? He's an RFA next year too. You're going to have to pay him if you're going to keep him. Blackwood? Yeah. Oh, they'll, 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 I'm looking at Cap they'll, Geek they'll, right they'll, now. They'll keep him. They'll keep him. I can't believe he's an RFA already. Yeah. Whoa, 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 I forgot. What, what, what is Taylor Hall getting? Six. So, Hitcher's making more than Taylor Hall? Wow. Next year, yeah. Well, well, no, well, let's not forget. The extension goes into play next year. So, right now, Nico Hitcher's making $925,000. Okay. Here's my problem with this whole thing at the end of the day. Have you looked at the Devils contracts? The fact that Miles Wood makes more money than Blake Coleman disgusts me. Yeah. Blake Coleman's this probably the third best player on that team after Hall and Palmieri. Oh no. Blake no, Coleman no, no, is no. the second coming of John Madden. Um That's what he reminds me of. I'm not I'm poor not man John Madden. All right, Jay Pandel. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, John Madden did everything. You could put John Madden. So on does Blake Coleman. Every single... Um. No, he's not going to kill penalties. Who? He's not going to be the PK. Yeah. No, no, Coleman. No. Hey, Coleman. Yeah. Coleman. Coleman. Like Coleman's a shorthanded goal guy. Yeah, you know what? You're right. He's got short-handed goals. You're right. So he's sorry. Obviously, he's playing at a PK if he gets short-handed goals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's stupid on my part. All right, but we're down to what? Four minutes. You got to close. Something to tell you. Okay. Yeah, there's my Devils. George. Minute. Well, there was our yeah. Devils. There was our Devils minute. I uh, I don't think they're a good team. <laughs> And I think they're not going to make no. the playoffs. Um, but uh, I do like and this Jack is, Hughes. And it, yeah, I think, Jack I think they should start pick. tanking now. So they start do it again? tanking yeah. now. Yeah. So they could they could do it again. The Jack top Hughes six in this draft. 
but Capo Caco is a better player than Jack Hughes. The only reason why they the only reason why the Devils took Caco is because he's American. That's the only reason. Yeah, and I, Caco is from Caco Scandinavian. They can't have two Scandinavians uh, on their top two lines. So. <laughs> they can't speak English. And the other thing no. is too, I think I think I think Hughes can grow into it. I think he's got high upside. He's got a huge upside. He's going to be a great player. He's going to be a great player. But like I said, Capo Caco is a, is a superstar waiting to happen. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. They're going to be better than what what people think. I don't care what they've lost four in a row. Once they get their legs under them, they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, and, and, and Quinn is a hell of a hockey coach. Right. Um, but, you know, you, and, and, you, you've got to play his way or there's no way. And that's why I think Kreider well, is, no, is not long for that team. I don't, yeah, and that's why they traded ZT, which made, instilled to me in my eyes made no sense. None. None. Yeah. You can't trade ZT. You can't trade ZT. Twenty three years old. What the hell is it? like? That was like you know they traded JT Miller last year. I was like, you gonna give up on him? He's twenty four. So, anyway. Yeah. All right, you got to close. Great, George. Yeah. Always a pleasure talking to you. I can't believe we did two hours. I cannot comprehend it. Wow. And I, two hours starts. Well, you know, and so. and they think about it. Like we do two hours, and it doesn't even feel like two hours until you mention it. No, but it is. So. All right, pal. Talk All to right, you soon. You too, pal. It was a great time. Talk to you later. You too. All right, boss. Later. All right, that was a great Jim Hay at the Hague Report. Let's look at. Just one last thing before we go. Uh, World Series starts tomorrow. Um, I think it's safe to say that uh, the layoff may hurt the um, the layoff may hurt Washington. I think it's being made a bigger deal of than what it was. Um, But At the end of the day, I think it's going to be a great series, and I think as sports fans, we're all going to appreciate this World Series. Houston wins a series in five. I just think at the end of the day, they have more pitching depth. And when you have guys who have thrown, they're ready to go. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Give us five-star rating on iTunes. You can search this at What's Brewing in Sports. Download so you never miss an episode. Good night, everybody.